0: It's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. In depth conversations, matchup breakdown, everything a Steelers fan could want.
1: This is fourth down in the Steel City with Chris Mack and Josh Taylor. Welcome back in. We are ready for Sunday 1 p.m. kickoff of the Steelers season and the NFL season as well. Yeah, we had Thursday night. This is this is red zone time, baby. This is tailgate party time, baby. This is a full Sunday of action. It's Sunday night and Monday night as well. And this is us picking the games. Fourth down in the Steel City alongside Josh Taylor. Greg Finley produces for us and also is a part of Fourth Down in the Steel City Pick'em. Brought to you by... Your sportsbook sponsor here. I'm gonna do it every time until somebody calls. I don't care. I love it's it. It's all season. Um, Greg, lead us through the picks, my friend. What do you got first for us?
2: All right, so we start with the Carolina Panthers at the Atlanta Falcons. Atlanta minus two and a half. Where are you going with this one, Josh?
3: Ooh. The two and a half makes me feel a lot differently about this game, particularly because A, Atlanta's at home. B, they have done a lot of retooling in the offseason, both on offense and on defense. And I think that I think it's gonna be a lot better than people give the credit for. And three, that, that two and a half, that turns into a play where this feels good because I don't think this will be a high scoring game. I don't th- I don't think Atlanta's offense is built for that. And that's considering everything that they've done. And that's considering Bijan Robinson. And I love what Bijan does. Don't get me wrong. I just don't think that this offense can do it at that kind of clip where they're dropping 30 to 40. But I can see them scoring 20 to 25. I can see them holding Carolina to 20 to 22. I can see them winning this game by a field goal. Uh, I'll take the Panthers with the points – or excuse me, I'll take the Falcons with the points because the Panthers are going to have a long day for Bryce Young. Chris?
1: Yeah, I'm – I'm on the other side of this, because, but for the same reasons, in in essence, because it's going to be a low-scoring field goal kind of game. I've said to everybody that'll listen that whether you think I'm crazy or not, I think by the end of the year, the Panthers are going to be a a decent offense. I think the line will come together. I think Bryce Young will figure out a lot. might not happen early in the year. It might only need the 7-10 record, but I do think uh, the Panthers keep it close. Uh, It's going to be right around a field goal game, so I should probably – I would probably normally wait for this thing to get to three points if I were betting it, but it's pick them. Give me the Panthers plus the two and a half.
2: All right. So, split decision from you two. I'll break the tie, and I'm going with the home team. I'm taking Atlanta. I think it'll be, uh, you know, it's not a bad opponent for Bryce Young to open up his NFL season in, but I just don't buy into the Panthers stock right now. And I think B. John Robinson has a huge day here in the opener for Atlanta. We move on now to the AFC North, Cincinnati at Cleveland. Bengals, only two-and-a-half-point favorites. I'm a little surprised by this line. It could be because Joe Burrow's injury, but he's going to play, and the Bengals are the favorites. Chris, where are you going with this one? This
1: is another one. Divisional games in week one, man, they are – you never know what's going to happen. Remember what happened in a divisional game last year to start the season, mm-hmm. week one? Mm-hmm. I do. Joe Shiesty, remember Joe Shiesty getting cooked by Minka? I do. I do. Uh, that was a healthy Joe Burrow, mind you, in Cincinnati. Not uh, less than 100% Joey Burr in Cleveland. But I don't think the Browns are any great shakes. I think the Browns are going to end up like 8-9 and nine and missing the playoffs. And I got a lot of reasons for that, including Deshaun Watson. But I think this is a tight divisional game in week one. Two and a half, like I said with the Panthers and Falcons, is a really tight number. If I were betting it individually, I'd probably look for three. But give me the Browns plus the two and a half. This has got like 21-19 or 24-22 written all over it. All
3: right. I'm I'm with you, Chris. I'm with you. I got Browns in this one too. And, And for the one reason that you mentioned, but I got another one I'm going to throw in there. Who in this Bengals secondary, And now, now let's remind ourselves, because the Bengals have Jamar Chase, and that's great. That's fine. But Cleveland has Amari Cooper. And who in this Bengals secondary can really be tasked with, hey, slow that guy down? Mm -hmm. I don't think they have one. I don't think – and remember, they lost some strength there on that back end. They're not as good as they were in the secondary last season or the past few years. And there were times when Seattle – or Seattle – with Cincinnati's safeties – were their best DBs. And now it now you're looking at it where that strength is not there. I think that becomes a problem for Cincinnati. If Cleveland gets to the point where they get comfortable and, and Deshaun Watson can get some time to throw the ball, Amari Cooper could become a problem. I got yeah. the Browns not only covering this, I like the Browns straight up in this game. Ooh. I like Cleveland at home week one. And remember, there's there's two there's two teams that Cleveland loves getting up to face. One is the Steelers, the other one is the Bengals. You got week one at home, like you said it, Chris, maybe not 100% Joe Shiesty. I like Cleveland.
2: I'm actually surprised because I thought the two and a half was pretty, uh, pretty low number that you would just both ride with the Bengals. So I'm going to take Cincinnati and it's not because you both took the Browns, but I just, I don't buy into Cleveland. It's week one. I think Joe Burrow's going to ball out and show everybody that he's fine because there was speculation about his injury all off season, but I think he, him, and Jamar Chase are going to put up some monster numbers, and uh, I'm going with the Bengals in the two and a half. So uh, we're a little different on this one. Moving on, AFC South matchup: Jacksonville Jaguars at the new look Indianapolis Colts. No Jonathan Taylor, and the debut for Anthony Richardson. Jaguars minus four and a half on the road. Chris, we'll start with you.
1: Uh, how is this only four and a half?
3: That was my question.
1: <laughs> <laughs> how is this not 14 and a half? Um, this is the first of six division wins for the Jacksonville Jags. Um, Lawrence is going to go out there and have a solid day. Um, I, I think, look, I think Anthony Richardson has a world of potential, but I've said this to you guys before. I will continue to say it because I think it's going to be what we get all year. There will be times we will look at Anthony Richardson and go, oh, did you just see what he did? And then there will be other times we will look at Anthony Richardson and go, Ugh, did you just see what he did? That's going to be that way all year. Trust me, the Jags will have something cooked up to neutralize him and force him into multiple mistakes, especially in week ones. So it can be Jacksonville covering four and a
2: half. And, and there's going to be no Jonathan Taylor, which makes it even more tough. M- right. Makes it tougher for Anthony Richardson. He's going to have to do so much more if they have no run game. He's going to have to do
3: everything himself. Exactly. There, there's too many things pointing to Jacksonville. And this offense, don't forget, Jacksonville's offense is going to be pretty good. You, you got Calvin Ridley over there with Trevor Lawrence now. He, he's, he's back now, so to speak. You got that to deal with if you're Indianapolis. And you got a lot to deal with just with Trevor Lawrence alone. I think he becomes the X factor in this game for Jacksonville. And Jacksonville's defense, like we, we tend to overlook them, but that front – is pretty talented. They got guys that can get after the quarterback. I don't think Anthony Richardson is going to have an easy day by any stretch of the imagination. I'm with you, Chris. There's going to be a moment or two where he looks spectacular, but they're going to make him look human for the most part. And he doesn't have Jonathan Taylor to take the heat off of him, I think that's a problem. I, I think long-term, that whole situation with Jonathan Taylor is going to be what cooks this team down the road. I got Jacksonville, and I'm with you. The four and a half almost feels like a gimme at this point. Yeah.
2: Calvin Ridley. And Trevor Lawrence cook in this one. I'm taking Jacksonville minus four and a half as well. So that means the Colts are going to win because we all took. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's, <laughs> that's exactly how that works. Yes, that's the how it works. Game it's day graphic curse. curse. <laughs> yes, yeah, that's how it works.
2: All right, the new look Tampa Bay Bucks, led by wait for it Baker Mayfield, Ooh, at boy. the mid-Soda Vikings. <laughs> oh, I see you
3: borrow my my link. Go there.
2: Vikings minus six and a half. We'll start
3: with Josh this time. Can I borrow the same thing I said for the last game? It's only six and a half? <laughs> uh, what about Tampa inspires any kind of confidence other than Mike Evans? There, there isn't much, and, I, and that's nothing against Tampa. I think there are some pieces there that help. And, and Ryan Jensen's already done for the year. How are you going to protect Baker Mayfield? He's going to have a really hard time trying to get any kind of semblance of rhythm going in this offense. It just – there are too many things to stack up for Minnesota. And as much as I joke about Minnesota being, mid, being the luckiest team in the league last year, because they won 11 one-possession games last year. This won't even be in that realm. It's not going to be a yeah. one-possession game. It'll be multiple, and the Vikings should win this one easy. And they're at home. Yeah, I got Minnesota.
2: And and one of those one-possession wins was when Indianapolis straight up <laughs> threw the game went yeah. by, like, yeah. what, 38 points or something stupid?
3: I just yeah. dropped my pen, and Indianapolis dropped that game all the same. So there you go.
1: <laughs> Chris? I mean, yeah, Vikings laying six and a half all day. I've espoused my newfound love for Kirk Cousins to you guys. You know how I feel about Justin Jefferson. You like that. You like that. Uh, Vikings minus six and a half. Yeah. There's nothing There's nothing middle-aged suburbanite white dudes love more than,
3: you like that.
1: We love it. <laughs> I'm going to go tuck my kids in and read them a bedtime story. It's,
3: such, oh, that such, a, it's
2: such a dad move. Oh, my God. It is. Oh, oh man. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you guys. I'm going with the Vikings. Justin Jefferson on my fantasy team. Let him cook. There we go. Go, go Vikings six and a half. We're all on the same page there. All right. Still on the one o'clock slate. The Tennessee Titans are at the New Orleans Saints. New quarterback for the Saints. It'll be Derek Carr. And it'll still be Ryan Tannehill in Tennessee. Saints minus three and a half at home. Chris, we'll start with you.
1: Uh, look, the Saints are not any great shakes, but the Titans are. They, they, these two are like, this is the Spider Man meme. Both of these teams <laughs> are just pointing at each other like, you, you, me, you, me, that division. Yeah, yeah, mid quarterback. Yeah, okay. Yeah,
2: sure. Oh, jeez. Um, oh. uh, <laughs>
1: it's funny because it's true. Saints minus three and a half. I don't know. You don't think
2: you don't think Derek Carr can thrive with Olave and Michael Thomas? I, think I do.
1: Have, I think they'll have their moments. Yeah, but I just I don't think there's enough around them otherwise. I just don't. I, I, so and and Carr's getting to the point where we're going to see that drop off at some point, even with a good batch of young receivers. So yeah. Give, and when's the last time Michael Thomas was healthy? You were in high school, right? I mean, Saints minus three and a half,
3: Josh. I got Saints minus three and a half, specifically because of Derek Carr. I think he's a guy. Now, granted, a lot of people joke about how mid he is, but games like this, he usually does pretty well with. I'm about tired of the Titans. I'm just tired. I'm tired of people trying to make them more than what they are. I'm tired of people trying to make Mike Vrabel more than what he is as a head coach. I'm tired of people trying to make Mike Vrabel better than Mike Tomlin, even though he's never beaten Mike Tomlin head-to-head. That's a different discussion and I'll say for that Thursday night matchup. We'll get into that later. It, it there's nothing about this team that inspires me. And that's considering the fact that they added DeAndre Hopkins, whom I think is still a dangerous receiver, but I don't think it matters. And that's all of my, you know, Tennessee mid thoughts aside. It's also hard to win in new Orleans, historically speaking, regular season, when they play in that dome, they are tough to beat. If for that reason alone, I will go with the saints, but I also a favorite quarterback. I like the wide receiver situation better When New Orleans has the ball, I just like that situation overall better. And I don't see how Tennessee can be that big of a threat. And that's beside the thought of Rand Tannehill. It's just Tennessee does not bother me at all. I'm taking the Saints.
2: When wide receivers go to Tennessee, their careers tend to decline. Look at Julio (laughs) Jones. Look at Randy Moss. And now look at DeAndre Hopkins. And A.J. Brown got out. Good for him. He was smart. Mm -hmm. He was very smart. He knew, he knew the direction that the Titans were going in, and they continue to just ride the horse and not care about their quarterback. I'm going with the Saints as well. We have uh, picked the same team now in three straight picks. That's, That's a little lot. concerning, and I think uh, we might still be on the same page for this one too as we continue in the 1 o'clock slate. We will save the Steelers for last. Uh, right. Cardinals at the Commanders, Washington minus 5.5 against a team that is 100% tanking. I'll start. I'm going Washington Commanders. Strictly because Josh Dobbs is going to be the quarterback for the Cardinals. Chris? Oh, yeah, I mean,
1: what, what else do we need to say here? The Cardinals removed the red bird from the side of their helmet and put a tank on the side of it because that's what they are this year. A <laughs> so there's no limit for you say There There's no limit. <laughs> <laughs> 90s uh, Roberts. Uh, Na-na-na-na. Lay the five yeah. and a half uh Washington <laughs> minus the five and a half and I do I do have legitimate hope for Sam Howell this year though despite I, I too the too. weird the enemy Rivera dynamic I think Sam Howell with those receivers especially Terry McClure, Terry McClure may have like 160 target kind of year um so Washington minus five and a half
2: do the Cardinals have anybody on their team that anybody looks at and goes oh well they have him I don't think they
3: do. Uh, they unloaded all the guys on defense and wanted to be traded, right? Think I of all those yes. guys? Yeah. And JJ yeah, J. J. Watt I, retired. It was so bad yeah, there. <laughs> I, I think that answers your question. Um, Chris, to your point, Terry McLaurin might be the most underappreciated player in the league. He's yeah. really, really good. It just so happens he's been on the team that's been bad for so long. But Sam Howell, here's the thing. Sam Howell plus Terry McLaurin plus Eric Me trying to cook some things up, and given where he came from, you know he's, he's learned a thing or two sitting at the feet of Andy Reid. I think that makes Washington's offense better, if only by association. And we talked about it. They're facing a terrible team that the, the reigning Heisman candidate does not want to play for, and he pretty much sent that message early. I think that tells you a lot. I'll take the Commanders.
2: I feel bad for Josh Dobbs because I think Chase Young might sack him like five times in this game.
3: Which is a shame because who doesn't love Josh Dobbs as a person? Who doesn't yeah. love him? Oh, yeah.
2: Phenomenal human.
1: Quarterback love him, man.
3: Yeah, not a great quarterback, but a great human and a guy you don't want to see get pummeled and that might happen. So, yeah. Sorry, Josh. I'm interested
2: to see where we go on this one because it's a pretty big spread. Final 1 o'clock game other than Steelers. We will save that for after Monday night's game. Houston Texans at Baltimore Ravens. The Ravens are
3: minus 9.5. Josh, we'll start with you. D'Amico Ryan's being in Houston might be the best thing that's happened to Houston. I don't know. Maybe since the Oilers were still there. I, I like the fact that they added him as a coach. And I talked about this, Greg. You and I talked about this last year. If they were going to hire a coach, it needed to be somebody who A, wanted to go there, and B, can make his stamp quickly. And I think D'Amico Ryans will. I think that defense is going to be a lot better than people think it will. Be. The offense is an entirely different situation. Will Anderson being on that defense, some of the guys that they managed to bring in in free agency in a really short period, and D'Amico Ryans is going to have his thumbprint all over that group. I think that's the reason why they keep it to just a one-possession game. I think Baltimore will beat them at home. But I think the Texans will cover the 10. Because wow. the 10 and 9.5. And 9.5, yeah. I think the Texans will cover, but they'll still lose by touchdown. Chris? Uh,
1: yeah, I, I, I do think it's going to be fun to watch what Demico Ryans does with the Texans' defense. That's going to come later in the year, though. It's going to take time. I think it's going to be interesting to see what happens with Todd Munkin and Lamar that Jackson in the Ravens' that offense too. and actually having receiving weapons at his disposal. But I think that's going to take a while to, to, to simmer as well. Um, I, I think you're going to see just more, more of what we saw last year from both of these two teams. I, I think there's going to be some carryover from what we saw last year from both of them. And so – to that extent, I think C.J. Stroud is going to struggle mightily yeah. early on. I think nine and a half is probably just about dead on Baltimore by 10 to 13. So give me the Ravens minus nine and a
2: half. I'm right there with you. Baltimore's defense will feast off of C.J. Stroud and his rookie debut. I'm taking Baltimore on the points as well.
0: Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE.
2: Moving on to the four o'clock slate. Green Bay Packers now with Jordan Love at quarterback. At the Chicago Bears, Bears minus one and a half. No more Aaron Rodgers to torture the Bears. I like Chicago at home in this one. How about you, Chris?
1: Oh, man. One and a half. This is basically a pick em. Um Yep, basically. I'm not sold on Jordan. I'm not sold on Jordan Love yet. I'm just not. I, I like Justin Fields a lot. Um, but I'm not sold on what they have around Fields in Chicago. That being said... When when it comes down to everything, strip everything else away. And if I'm going to play quarterback against quarterback, give me the Bears minus the the Bears minus one and a half.
3: Josh, I'm going against you guys again, because if there's anything Green Bay can do, regardless of when they had Aaron Rodgers last year or having Jordan Love this year, even if Jordan Love isn't lighting the world on fire quarterback, Green Bay can still run the ball. They still got Aaron Jones. They still got A.J. Dillon. I think that could be a problem. I don't know if the Bears can stop them. I could see Green Bay grinding this thing out on the road. And Lambeau, different story. I think this, this game looks different as far as Green Bay is concerned. But they can go to Soldier Field and grind it out against Chicago because Chicago's still not built yet to really be able to play that kind of game. I like the Packers on the road in this one. All right.
2: The Las Vegas Raiders at the new look Denver Broncos with Sean Payton at the helm. Denver minus three and a half at home.
3: Josh, we'll start with you. You guys are going to think I'm crazy. Oh,
1: no, you're going to do it. I'm,
3: I'm not, I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say it because I think it's the dumbest I, I'm I not going to say Broncos
1: country. I think you should have to say it if you're going to pick the Broncos.
3: <laughs> all right, all right, I'll say it. I'll say it. Broncos country, let's ride. <laughs> They're not going to win this game because of Russell Wilson, though. It will not be because of him. It will be because Denver's roster, believe it or not, even last season when Nathaniel Hackett pretty much just threw it in the toilet, Denver's roster has not been bad over the last three years. They have pieces, and they got pieces on defense. And the Raiders' counter at quarterback is Jimmy Garoppolo. And they're going to Denver, a place where teams historically struggle on the road. Yeah. And if they're playing this in Vegas, I'm looking at the Raiders and I'm not thinking twice. They gotta go play in Denver with Jimmy Garoppolo against Denver's defense, which is actually pretty good. This ain't got nothing to do with Russell Wilson for me. I think Denver's defense makes it hard for the Raiders. And the, 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 the Broncos win an ugly one, but they won.
1: Yeah, not by three and a half, though. This is a this is a field goal game. This is whichever quarterback gets the ball last and doesn't – That's fair. The hook could
3: kill me in this game. That's true.
1: Yeah, this is – and look, I'm all out on Russ. Um, I think he's a disaster. (laughs) He's on the the backside of his career. Give me the Raiders as much as I dislike McDaniels. Give me the Raiders plus three and a half.
2: And I'm looking at my picks right now, and I've taken all favorites so far, and this is my first – this is my first upset. I'm also taking the Raiders because I don't buy into Denver, even with Sean Payton at the helm, because their quarterback is still Russell Wilson. And he <laughs> made that team look that bad with Jerry yeah. Judy and Cortland uh, Scott. He
3: had Nathaniel Hackett's help, he had a lot of Nathaniel <laughs> Hackett's help. <laughs> But at the end What's, of the day, he's we making to go those back <laughs> Do we need to go back to Week One where he totally mismanaged the clock and screwed up a situation to kick a field goal? Right, stay right in the again? No, You're right. You're right. Sean Payton's like a Sean Payton going from Nathaniel Hackett to Sean Payton is from black and white the Technicolor in the Wizard of Oz. That's all I'm saying.
2: The the same all reason that you like Green Bay, Josh, because of the run game. I like Josh Jacobs in this game, so I'm going to go. With, I'm going to go Very with good. Las Vegas in this one. Point well made still in the four o'clock window this will be the jim nance tony romo game philadelphia eagles at the new england patriots and we've asked this question for a couple of these how is it only this four and a half is the spread in favor of the team that was just in the super bowl and oh yeah by the way they drafted a bunch of dudes from georgia to stop mac jones philadelphia by a million as pat mcafee would say (laughs)
1: J- Jalen Carter chasing Mac Jones around. Yeah, we the ones. Um, <laughs> they might as well just walk in with that. the ones
3: held already. Like, they might as well walk into Foxborough with the ones he, held up because that. He easy. may
1: actually, He may actually Samoan spike Mac Jones in the backfield.
3: It could happen. It Don't could Superman happen. Him. <laughs> uh, I, remember, Philly is my Super Bowl pick to win the whole thing. And Chris, you and I talked about San Francisco so much ad nauseum. leading into this game about what the 49ers can do physically. If there's a team that's close, Philly ain't far behind. Philly will punch you in the mouth on offense. They will punch you in the mouth on defense. And New England has no answer. They have no counterpunch for what the Eagles do. They have no counterpunch for Jalen Hurts. They have no counterpunch for DeAndre Swift, who they added at running back. Philly added a running back to this offense. They got no counterpunch for Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown. They got no – counter punch a tight end, and they have zero resistance. We haven't even talked about what that defense can do. They have nothing that can counter that front because the bloodline is pretty much up front for the Eagles. I got them winning this one, walking away.
2: All right, so we all take Philadelphia easily in this one. Miami Dolphins at the Chargers. I think the uh, sports books are expecting this to be a shootout as it's a pick em. It's a minus one and a half in favor of the home team, Los Angeles. I'm just going to come out and say it. I'm taking the Dolphins on the road. I think Tyreek Hill and Tua will have absolute days against this Chargers secondary. I'm with you.
1: I, I agree. I think the Chargers defense has shown that they are nothing more than a collection of names, a collection of football cards. They're great names. They're really nice football cards. I'd love to have them autographed and maybe sell them online someday. But I don't count on them to actually win football games for me. In fact, they choke in the moments where they're supposed to win football games for me. So give me the Dolphins
2: minus look, the one plus look the one. Back at the, look back at the playoff game against the Jaguars. Thank
3: you. <laughs> I, I might as well be Dave Chappelle as Rick James, just like drawing you in. My, my aura is orange right now. It is not just because yeah. of the Dolphins. My aura is orange. I feel like I'm welcoming you guys in because, Greg, what are the six words that I usually say out loud when the Chargers are mentioned?
2: I don't trust
3: Brandon Staley. Well, that's fine, but I do <laughs> not trust Brandon Staley. That's six words. I, I should take the Dolphins by six. default because of those six words, but also considering the fact Someone used the word "shootout," and that's what this is going to be because we know what Justin Herbert is. Justin Herbert will do his thing. He will come in. He 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 got that thing strapped on the side. We know that he's going to do his thing. But the problem is, the Dolphins are going to do their thing too, and the Chargers won't be able to stop them. Right. This is a team that I'm going to point this out again: twenty-seven point lead on the road in a playoff game, and they just. Let it go up and smoke. As much as I love the quarterback, I do not trust the head coach, and I have no faith in this team against a, against an offense like Miami's. And I think Tua. Uh, what will we get out of him? Will he? Will he be pre multi concussion Tua? We don't know. But still, if he's even a, a semblance of what he previously was, I like the Dolphins in this game.
2: I think we can go rapid fire on this next one: Rams at Seahawks, Seattle minus four and a half. Seattle? Oh, Seattle. Absolutely. Okay, Okay, cool. No Cooper Cup. We're good. Moving on. Yep. (laughs) Sunday night football, Cowboys at the New York football Giants, Dallas Mm. minus two and a half on the road. Chris, I'll start with you. Uh,
1: I do think Dak Prescott's going to clean some things up this year. I think this is a tight field goal. I told you about division games week one, um, but I think Dallas wins by three to five. I think it's a field goal game. So give me the Cowboys on the road. Josh.
3: I'm putting it into the camera. (laughs) Do not screw this up, Dallas. (laughs) Do not screw this up. Give Tony Pollard the ball. Let Micah Parsons kill people and get out of the way. The the Cowboys last year, they were a really good team when they just ran the ball and played good defense. This is a game for them where all you gotta do is run the ball well and play good defense and just batter Daniel Jones. And don't screw it up. I'm taking you, Cowboys. Don't screw this up for me. Man.
2: That
3: was like a WWE promo. They were 3-1 and with Cooper Rush is all I'm saying last year. That's it. That's all I'm saying. Uh,
2: Let Tony Pollard cook. He is the running back now for this team. I'm taking Dallas. And I love their defense. It's not because of Dak. I don't trust Dak.
3: (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Run the ball, let Michael Parsons eat, and stay out the way. That's
2: Monday, it. Monday Night Football, it's going to be a good one. Aaron Rodgers and the New York Jets host the Buffalo Bills. <laughs> Bills minus one and a
3: half on the road,
2: Monday Night Football. Josh, I'll start with you.
3: The result of this game will dictate whether or not the Jets are 500 after six games. Because there's three losses in that first six games that I think are pretty much chopped up for the Jets. This will be the thing that makes them either three and three or two and four. The fact that they're at home, the fact that they are the underdog in this game, and the fact that it's nationally televised, and Aaron Rodgers does really well in prime time. This is one of these times where I'm like, hey, even the Jets can't mess this up. So I'll take the Jets as the underdog chris
1: yeah i'm with you i like the jets uh i think rogers tries to make a statement early and i, I have lots of questions about the bills especially on defense without Edmonds in the middle anymore jets plus and Novon miller
2: yep all right i'm gonna be different i'll take buffalo Okay. and uh it's not even right mean, because you guys both took the jets i i already had the bills penciled in so i'm gonna keep keep it with them. Okay. This year,
3: last year, I say Buffalo and I don't even think twice. Yeah.
2: Finally Steelers 49ers on Sunday at one o'clock, the San Francisco 49ers are minus three and a half on our ESPN pick'em. So we will go with the three and a half. I'll start with you, Chris.
1: I told you, I think this is going to be a tight game. I think it's going to be about which quarterback lakes makes less mistakes in crunch time. We've laid it all out there, how it's going to play out. I think it'll come down to Kenny Pickett not making a mistake in crunch time and Brock Purdy being forced into a mistake, whether it's by confusion, pass rush, whatever it may be, coverage. So Steelers plus the three and a half.
3: Josh? I'm with Chris. I think Kenny Pickett will make fewer mistakes. I think this defense will make Brock Purdy's life really, really rough. I think they're going to get after him, although these two teams are going to beat the snot out of each other. This is – it's going, to be, it's going to be Alvin Mack, kill them all, let the paramedics sort them out. Because both of these defenses are going to lay some wood. It's going to be ugly. But the Steelers are what an ugly one at home.
2: I'm I got covered, too. I'm taking the Steelers at home to win the game outright for all the reasons that we've laid out all week long. Comes down to the defense against Brock Purdy. And Kenny Pickett just has to make a couple of plays, and they win the game.
1: I love it, boys. Man, here we go. It's week one. We're into it. Fourth down in the Steel City. We will be back with a special post-game episode. We'll get it to you late Sunday night, early Monday morning, to break everything that happens down between the Steelers and the Niners. In the meantime, make sure you subscribe, download, rate, review. We appreciate it inside your Odyssey app, on YouTube, wherever you get your podcast, Keep it locked in right here. Fourth down in the Steel City.